Welcome to the Bestseller Revolution Podcast. You know, it's not just about books. It's about you becoming a bestseller in everything you do and revolting against mediocrity. It's about being epic in this one life you've been given. So welcome to the revolution. Hey everybody, Ray Brem here. Welcome to Bestseller Revolution. Hey, today I'm actually going to interview myself. A friend of mine, Anita, is doing a book called, let me find the title for you exactly, The Expert Secrets Revealed, How the World's Leading Internet Experts Are Crushing It Online, Selling Their Knowledge, and she's asked me to be a part of it. And so I'm just going to answer the interview here live on the air so you can hear it too. Um pretty cool stuff. She's doing a book similar to me. I'm doing Author Inc. And we are targeting the USA Today bestseller list. You'll hear about that somewhere on my page or somewhere. But for now, we are going to answer her questions live. This saves me the time of typing because I like writing books, but I don't like sitting and typing for long periods of time. I don't even like sitting for long periods of time, but I am sitting for this one. So here we go. The Expert Secrets Revealed interview, and we won't go through, let's see, full name Ray Bram, best email, I'll put all this in there for you, primary website, I don't know, raybrem.com, bestselleruniversity.co, bestsellerrevolution.co, those are the ones I guess. Upload headshot, okay, we'll skip to that. Bonus page, I'm going to have some great bonus when you get this book, because... Anita's a friend of mine, and we got some great co-authors on this book. My bio, okay, I'll type that in. Let's get to the questions. Here we go. What is your business? How would you describe it? And what's your niche? Or niche, I should say. Uh, okay. I help entrepreneurs write best-selling books and turn them into the engines of their business. I've been working on that, and we're still going to be tweaking it, but that is my primary business is helping entrepreneurs. Now, how do I do that? That is, um, well, I think that's a question coming up here. But basically, I am in the helping people move to the next level. So creating authority by writing a book, turning that book into a revenue generator for their business. And of course, in the middle there, helping them get bestseller and create a marketing plan and a uh, that that sells books, and more importantly, gets people into their world, indoctrinates new people uh, into what they're about by reading their books, and then when they arrive at their world for courses, coaching, and um, speaking engagements, membership sites, whatever it is, they've read somebody's book, and they're that much more uh, interested in working with that person. And I could tell you, everybody that I have bought courses from or follow or gone into masterminds with or spend any kind of real money with, I've read their book first. And so I believe that everybody should do that. You should do it too. How do you make money from selling your knowledge? I am all over the map on this. I would say mostly, and the way it started is kind of the, the higher ticket side of things. So it's, it's, I wrote a book and then people just started coming to me. I didn't even advertise. People started coming to me for, um, uh, coaching or help launching or done for you type of services. So as soon as I learned and became an expert in the publishing, in the marketing 
uh, book launching area. People just started coming to me. And that was all from my book actually getting them into my world. So most people read the book or saw I had a bunch of books or saw I was having success launching books and then actually reached out to me. So that's how I got started. And But I, I do have courses. I've got Bestseller University. I've got Book Funnel University coming up. Uh, I've got some smaller courses like the Seven Book Writing Hacks for Entrepreneurs, Book Draft Boot Camp, so people that are just starting out, they can get in those. Uh, if they want everything, they they go to Bestseller University. And if they want help from me directly, then you know we do that too. We do coaching. We do done-for-you things. So that's that question. How did you get started doing what you're doing now, and how did you discover your passion? Uh, good question. And I finally found the answer, real, literally within the last couple of weeks, is I had planned to write a book for 20 years. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to be a thought leader. I wanted to be somebody that helps entrepreneurs. And what tripped, the kind of the tripwire for me to actually get started was, you know, I kept saying I've got to spend the time to learn it and do all these things. And the actual thing that got me started and motivated me to actually take action and start writing that first draft was I read somewhere how to become a best-selling author and to me there was always this like I don't really want to do it unless I can do it well I don't want to launch a book unless I don't want to just hit publish and and publish the book and in fact I should have done that long time earlier and got that piece out of the way and learned how to publish and then and then launch but when I read something and it hit me inside that as I read it I said yeah I can do this and I can become a best-selling author, that was enough motivation for me to say, look, if I could be a best-selling author, that would be this, the greatest thing ever. So that's when I started the next day going to the Starbucks parking lot and writing my draft and, and working on my draft for that very first book. So it all started doing that. And what what convinced me that it was my passion, once people started coming to me for and helping me out or asking for help, was that I am, uh, above all things, I'm a creative. I like to be creating things. I like to be creative in solutions. I'm also very logical, which is kind of a weird combination. But I like to solve problems and use creativity, and this was the perfect business for me, so that's what I did. Why did you select this business model is the next question. And that... Um, I wanted something that, so the business model I would say I'm in is internet marketing, book publishing, book launch coaching, but it is, the, the part of the model is freedom to work when I want, freedom to work with, with who I want, and with whom, I guess, the editor will fix that, uh, and be geographically independent, so the internet, having an internet business where even if I'm coaching people one-on-one, -on -one, I could do it over video from a computer anywhere. That was important to me. Um, we just got back from a, a great trip, and I got some serious work done, too, in just short two-hour stints because I could work from anywhere. And that gives me time, max time, quality time with the family. And also, you know, you're not always creative or you're at your best during business hours. So when I think of something, boom, 10 at night, I can just pop on the computer and do it. And um, 
change up an email sequence or campaign or something. So I, I love it. I love the independence of it and the entrepreneurial freedom of it, the reward for effort made part of it, uh, the capitalist part of it. So that, to me, it's it's a dream job. So I, I love it. What type of revenue stream is most lucrative in your business and why? Well, that's interesting because that can change. And what I found is I kind of went into it thinking I need to get a course out there. And I need to get a course because the numbers and the mass amounts of people that you, and it is true, you can help a lot more people by creating a course than you can one-on-one. But the most lucrative is probably one-on-one coaching. And it's really most lucrative for both people because I found even as a recipient of coaching, I can make progress that much faster when I'm asking somebody one-on-one than just kind of asking general questions in a Facebook group or something and trying to decipher all the answers. If I can talk to somebody who's done it before one-on-one, that helps. So it's lucrative for me because you can charge more, but it's lucrative for my clients too because they make progress a lot faster. What are the biggest challenges your clients are facing and how do you help solve them? Uh, For me, the biggest challenges are, I would say, Overwhelm in technology, and so most people, uh, and and that's why I think you everyone has to have a coaching piece to their to their product offering, because one there's so many things to learn, and one thing I I think I'm pretty good at is learning quickly. Uh, I just did a webinar the yesterday and. I learned the webinar software the day before. Now, I wouldn't advise anyone to do that, but the, for me, I learn quickly, and I, help, I also am good at taking complex information and disseminating it and, and teaching it in an easy-to-use fashion. So that rewards me when I'm coaching people because I can make it simple for them to understand what I'm talking about. Um, and But that's, that's the key is I'm seeing now that I one of the more valuable things I can do for clients is actually do it for them as opposed to coaching. And I kind of started with the done for you. Then I moved to coaching. I think there's, there's value in both and we need to offer both because some people, especially if they're launching a book, which is my niche, um, they don't want to know how to market it. They just, just set it up for me. Or I I don't want to know how to set up a, create a book funnel and do all that, writing the sales copy and all that. Can you do it for me? So I think the biggest challenges are getting help as people are progressing. And one is either through coaching or two through done-for-you services. So not everybody wants a course. Some people want it done for you. And that's what I've found. And so that's what I'm trying to serve that, that part of the market as well. What have been the key factors to your success and why? I mentioned a little bit ago, one key factor is belief. Uh, I think anytime you're not sure you can do something, you just don't do it. And you make up other excuses, and it's fear that you can't do it, but you make up other excuses like time, money, uh, whatever. You know, it, 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 you, you don't invest in yourself because you're not sure you can learn it. Uh, if somebody wants to write a book and there's a course in front of them, that's going to teach them how to write a book. That's super valuable. It's probably worth way more than the cost of the course. But the two questions that come up are, can I do it? And can this guy teach me in the way I need to learn in order to do it? And um, so that belief and instilling that belief in people I work with, that's one of my key factors to success. The other one is just persistence. Um, I, 
you know, I don't like to be defeated, so I will just keep trying to do something until I get good at it. And I don't think any of this stuff comes, you know, there's the this idea, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, of talking about you need 10,000 hours of anything to actually get good at it. And, um, you know, I think you can do it things in shorter periods of time, but all everything is a learning game. You're going to, once you accept that you can continually continue to learn, you're not going to get to this perfection level because even when you get there, there's going to be more things to learn. So once you can get to that level, uh, you know, you're always going to be learning. So persistence helps you to keep learning. How do you overcome overwhelm and how do you cope with the changes and stay on the edge? That is a constant struggle. And the what I've gotten better at, which I need to get even much better at, is separating things that I have to do with things that I can outsource. And it's just kind of like the done-for-you topic I talked about earlier. This idea that, look, we can only do so much, we should do what we're exactly best at and leave the other parts to people who are the best at that part. So, uh, for instance, that's why I think the done-for-you piece is coming back and going to be more important than ever because there's such skill sets required for every aspect of what you want to do. If you just have an online business, think about it. You you launch a product. You launch a consulting practice. You launch a coaching practice. You have a webinar. You have sales copy. You've got the technology. You've got to learn how to autoresponders. All this stuff, you don't have to be the best at any of it. And you don't have to be the best, like for me and my clients, you don't even have to be the best at writing a book. But that's what holds people back sometimes. It's like, hey, I need to learn how to write a book. No, just teach people and let the book people put the book together. But just teach people what you know and you can get it done. And once you start stepping back and looking at the pieces of your uh, business, you can pick the ones that you're, you should be working at every day. You know, and the easy way to do that is just step back and say, if everything was perfect right now, what would I be doing at work that would, for one, be the best for the business, but also the best for me and what I love to do? What would put me in the zone? What would put me in that flow state? And for me, it would be recording videos like this every day. So if you can do that, that is a, the sooner you can do that in your career and your business, the better. Next question. If you had only one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? What do you believe is the most crucial thing that they need to know in starting an online business and what is the greatest mistake they can make? Whoa. There's a bunch of them probably, but one piece of advice is done is better than perfect. That's all you need to know. Because I've found one of the things I've been working on the last month or so is I take a lot of things to 90% and then maybe fear. I don't know what drives it. I believe it's some kind of internal fear. And then I go to the next thing and I take that to 90%. And then I've got all these things at 90% and I just, you just take everything to a hundred percent and done is better than perfect. And uh, for instance, I did a webinar this week. It's my first webinar ever. Crazy. That seems like it's crazy. I mean, I've, I've done zooms and things, but this was a official webinar, ran ads, all that stuff. And 
it was not a big deal. It was just a matter of getting, and now I've got a baseline to measure every next incremental step along the way. And that baseline is so important. So you've got to get that first one done. So if you're writing a book, get the first one done. Even if it's a lead magnet and you just publish it and you don't even market it, get that piece done and the confidence you, you can create by getting something done before perfection is astounding. And so we're all about confidence and momentum as entrepreneurs. And so done is better than perfect. Get each thing done, then start to perfect it. How do you grow strategic partnership, affiliate-based partner, and why is it important? This is huge, and I think it gets overlooked, and I overlooked it because I'm like, I when I started, I thought, well, I need to get to this level of success before I start asking people to partner with me, and really, the opposite's true, and it's the same, like, I, and I tell people in my courses in Best Selling University, I tell people, hey, you've got to get past this thing of, I can't write a book until I'm this successful. Write a book to show your authority in the subject. And the same goes for your business online. Don't wait till you've got till some phantom level of success to start reaching out and building partnerships. And fortunately for me, I'm a little bit... Uh, I'm, I'm fairly... It's fairly natural for me to connect with people, so I connect with people. And look, you don't have to be affiliates or partners with these a the A listers. You know, hopefully someday, but not off the bat. Man, you can do great things just with your peers moving up the ladder. So you know, and maybe you're trying to connect with the peers one step up. You don't need to, you know, the 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 Jeff Walkers, Brendan Burchards, Frank Kearns, all these guys. Russell Brunson's, those don't need to be, you don't need that. You could kill it with affiliates five or six levels below them. So you can do that. And I think the important thing is just to constantly be building relationships. And what's funny, it's interesting is a lot of the relationships that I've built for affiliates are either through the client um, uh, business relationships. So I've got if I've got partners that were clients of mine. I'm partners with people that I was clients of. So you don't have to think of you're buying something from somebody that you're you're immediately always below them on a certain level. They're you're they're giving you information. You're getting information, and it's important to just continually do that. And you should read the Dream 100 book by Dana Derricks too. That's that will teach you how important. And he talks in there about his first hire. Your Everybody's first hire should be an affiliate manager. And I agree. How do you continue to grow and scale your business? What's your secret sauce? Core strategy, any specific marketing tactics, systems, funnel, automation, automation, cross promotions, etc. cetera. Uh, my friend Greg Roulette calls this the be everywhere um, principle. And it's you've got to be everywhere. So... What and I'll give you an example just in the book realm and and really of my business is I've developed a system for myself where I'm not I can't we don't have enough time to do everything we really need to do right so we can hire people and we should but we should also be multiplying content and so I've got a system now where I write when I write a book it's it's one pass but I'm creating a course 
I'm creating the audiobook. I'm creating the book. And I'm creating social media content all in one pass. So I create a video and or, or a bunch of videos. And it handles everything I just listed. It creates all of those in one pass. So there's a little bit of prep, but I'm not going back and recreating the wheel. And I've done that before where I've created a book. Then I went and created a course from the book. And if you start seeing from a systemization and a process uh, strategy, creating content one time and multiplying it is huge. Automating as much as possible. And automating the the connection you make with people. So I can't talk to every single person I come in contact with on the phone every day, but they can see my face. They can see videos of me talking directly to the camera, and that helps get the uh, the connection done. So really, I think the core strategy is content. Uh, for me, it's you got to have a book, content multiplication or content compounding, and automation. And the rest of it, tech stuff, you know, get help where you don't know, where you're not an expert. And that's still hard for me to do, but you've got to do it. What are the prerequisites for scaling a business? Uh, one is having the big picture in your head and thinking it through. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called The Artist's, the Artist's Way. And uh, I had a moment there, a senior moment. And they, what they talk about in there is having a set time every week that you just you do nothing but be creative. And that helps you actually get to the big picture and um, look at things in, in big picture terms. So now when I look at things, I say, you know, it's, it's a simplistic view of that is what I just explained in the earlier question, which is I, there's no way I'm going to go create a book and then create an audiobook and then create a uh, course. I'm doing that all one time, everything now. So, and even if I create a big course, like my bestseller university includes everything. It's a, you know, it's the greatest deal anyone can get, but some people just need pieces of that course. And so I, those pieces, I turn in from a course into a book, a book funnel leading into that smaller course. And eventually, hopefully they buy the bigger course. So that big picture look at everything helps me get beyond just the, the churn and the daily grind and helps me scale. And then, of course, automation and, and, and getting help when I need it. How do I stay motivated? Um, I don't, when you're doing what you love, you don't have to stay motivated. And that's why I'm so big on people getting to a business they love, um, writing a book and starting that business by writing a book and building a list. And and once you're in there, I call it every day. It, what I call it is every day is Saturday. I have the same level of contentment and happiness when I'm driving into work or I'm waking up with the kids and family and wife on Saturday morning because it all makes me happy because I'm doing what I love. So the key to staying motivated is moving to something you love, getting it out of what you don't like. And I've been in my share of things I didn't like over the years. What is the best investment you have made and why in terms of your online business model? Best investment is literally every course I've taken because I learned something from every course. Uh, and on top of that, 
is joining a good mastermind um, because you know we talked about an earlier question but you when you get surrounded with like-minded people man it is incredible and you're not going to be surrounded by them in your daily life but when you can get around the same people that think the same way that are trying to learn the same technology they're trying to market online trying to create businesses online it's incredible because you can one you can course be affiliates for each other but two the moral support people understand you got to be around people that understand you and what you're going through and the stress of nobody showing up for a launch or a webinar or somebody writing something bad about your book it's so much quicker to recover from those things if you just reach out and somebody's like yep that happens and uh, here's what I did about it so the best really the best investment for me has been getting into a course and then getting around people I like, getting into a mastermind that I liked the people in and that, you know, finding your right, your tribe. And you might be creating your own tribe, but you're going to also be a part of somebody else's tribe. And that, like, both of those you need. Which business decision do you regret making and why in terms of your online business model? Ooh, uh, what... I don't I mean, I think if I had it to do over again, um, I would move as quickly as possible to getting one-on-one help for myself. And I would move as quickly as possible. So I, I've, when I started, I kind of dabbled. I took a course, and then it's like, well, I, I'm not sure if that's right. I'm going to take another course. And you get in this kind of course collection mode. And... It really wasn't until I jumped into a mastermind and then actually got a one-on-one coaching that I really started executing and getting to the point where I needed to get. And that was actually like putting things out there and testing them and trying. So the biggest business decision, it wouldn't be a cost because all those courses and investments, they've helped me. But I would make the decision to execute and I would do that by picking somebody I liked and... Uh, getting one-on-one help, I would get into a mastermind sooner. I would, and I did that pretty quick, but even taking advantage of the mastermind sooner, but getting into a one-on-one situation where I could actually get help getting done what I want to get done. Um, so that's that's what I would have done differently is move to that quicker. Okay, and I think this is the last question here. Let's see. If you were to start from scratch, no list, no products, and nobody knew who you were, what would you do in the next 90 days to grow as quickly as possible, making money selling your knowledge in terms of selling products or services from many one-to-many online courses, memberships, webinars, podcasting, group coaching, affiliate promotions? Yes, I would start. So here's what I would do. If I'm starting from scratch right now, Based on what I know, I would create whatever excited me the most. I would make a list of everything that I know or think I could share and what people wanted. I would do a little research, and you can do that on Amazon. You can do it on Google. You can do it on Facebook. Search that topic. See how many ads pop up, what kind of ads. Check out those ads just to make sure that people are, and you want to see other ads. You want to see competition, and that means that people are buying that kind of uh, product. And then I would map out a simple course 
somebody could take. And I would do it. I, I use what is called transformation ladder, where it's I basically say, here's where somebody would start with my product. Here's where somebody would end. What are the steps to get there? And then I would take that and I would map it out into a small course. But that course, would I use content compounding. So I would create the, uh, the slides, and they don't have to be me on camera. It would just be slides of teaching what I'm teaching. But that course would duplicate as a audiobook, a course, blog posts, podcasts, uh, Facebook Lives, YouTube videos. So I'd pull parts of it, put the course in a membership. I'd turn it into a book as well. And I've got a whole system for this, so I, you know I have it in my head. So it you know it'd be pretty simple to do. And then I would create a book funnel with it. And I'd get some help with Facebook ads if I didn't know them. And if I did, I'd start trying to do Facebook ads. And I would just go, and then I would start joining groups, Facebook groups, and helping people. And when they checked me out and through my page, they'd see what I did. And I'd be running ads and building a list. So we'd have a book funnel. I'd put something, <coughs> I'd put something up on Amazon. That book, maybe, but I would probably launch it as a bestseller and then raise the price up on Amazon and and sell it, do free plus shipping on, on Facebook as a book funnel. And then I'd create another book from a small portion of the course, like one module, and I would make that a free, perma-free on Amazon and a perma-free opt-in on Facebook as well. So then I'd be running ads to this list building piece and to my book. And the book would have free plus shipping, and then there'd be a 37 or 27 or 37 dollar bump for the audio the digital pack which is the audiobook and the the digital portion of the book so you, hey you don't have to wait to start reading my book and then there'd be a one time offer for my course at half the price and I would start building my list that way and then of course I'd add in webinars and things like that later and in fact since I got 90 days I probably would add a webinar in around the day 45 where I'm teaching about the course, teaching some things, and then I would start product launching in 90 days. And by the way, you could do a seed launch as part of that and create all of what I just said by just doing a live course and letting people pay a, a discounted beta entry amount for you to teach them live or a premium for them, you to teach them live. So that's what I would do. And uh, we can ask, let's see here. Please formulate your own questions that would provide additional value to the reader of this book relating, related to your niche. Um, there's a lot we could do here. I think part of the key is getting, is, is what we call indoctrination. So uh, the question would be what else can people what else could you teach people? I guess I'm making up a question here for, for Anita's book, but what else could people learn from you that they may not hear everywhere else? And I would say that, uh, you, you know, it's that everywhere effect that I talked about earlier, but also if you see somebody's ad enough, you think about this, if you go on Facebook, if you see somebody's ad enough and you see their face enough and you like, I've seen some people like, I'm like, who is this guy? And I've, 
I get those comments on my ads all the time. But if people see your face enough, they start to trust you, even if they don't even know what you're talking what you're talking about. So I've seen there's two or three guys that I get their ads all the time on Facebook for a year, and at first I'm like, what? Now I'm like, I'm surely that guy knows what he's doing because he's still running ads. So it's and this is what the old fashioned marketing that companies used to do is just to create this brand awareness. Like they didn't really care if you went and bought. There was no call to action. They just wanted you to know that that. Uh, you know, have it your way at, uh, I think it's McDonald's, right? Or where's the beef is Wendy's, you know, so they, they build this brand and you can do that very cheaply on Facebook and YouTube and so forth, running ads, just even just for, you know, you, you target like one cent video views and you start getting, people start recognizing you at first, you get, a, you get a lot of flack and you still always will, but, um, like, who is this guy? But now... People see you, and if you teach them something in these videos and, and indoctrinate them, and they see your book, and they read your book, and they see your videos, then when you ask them if they want to be in part, you're a membership with you, or a mastermind, or a, check out your course, they're like, yeah, I kind of think I do. I mean, I've seen him around, and so forth. So that has to be part of your plan, is creating visual content that people can connect with you. And so I think that's... and. Look, I got a long way to go with that. Everybody does. You can always get better, but that's don't put that off to the end, you know. And then on, the, on back to that ninety-day question, I would say, you know, part of that ninety days, you have to be on video for at least a minute every day of those ninety days, and you'll have, you can have a real business at the end of those ninety days. So that's my question to the the interviews here Anita I hope that helps hope you can transcribe this without being too messy and for the rest of you on bestseller revolution if you're watching me on video or you're listening on the podcast hey this is one way you create content it's just doing what you're doing in your daily life right and I'm not talking about these people who post like hey I'm at the coffee shop and they ran out of sugar packets no I'm talking about like Hey, here's what I'm doing right now, working on my business. One of the things that's been on my list and I've been holding up Anita is getting this interview done. So I said, well, let's just record it and get it done. So there you have it. We are done. So thanks for checking this out. And uh, by the way, this is a great, great tactic for, to, not, to, to launch a book too, by the way, is get with some other authors in your niche and cross promote it everybody promotes it and uh we've got some programs where we do that so you can come to you can come to check out raybrem.com or you can check out ghostlauncher.com and if not just message me on facebook or something but we got some programs where we're putting together where we're actually matching up authors and targeting the usa today wall street journal bestseller list which if you've been following the books at all you know if you publish a book Awesome authority. Bestseller, awesome authority. USA Today, Wall Street Journal, up here. New York Times, up here. Even though they don't really have a true bestseller list, it's just the editor's list. But still the most recognized. But the most, the ones that you can scientifically achieve, Amazon bestseller, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, we're helping people get to that next level. So check us out. We will talk to you soon. And, uh, yeah, that should be up on Ghost Launcher by the time you see this video. If not, just ping me. But we've got programs where we actually, you can be a part of a book or we can help you 
create this group anthology book to go target the USA Today bestseller list, and we coach you through it. We've kind of got a, a partial done-for-you program where we'll give you the whole outline structure. So check that out, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you later. Hey, Ray Brem here. Thank you so much for being a part of the revolution and revolting against mediocrity. You know, we're all in this together, so if you need any help or just a little push, go to bestsellerrevolution.co and check out all the tools and cool stuff we got for you there. And no matter what you do today, be epic. We'll talk to you soon.